This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Today on Very That, we talk about sweet and low. There's nothing like a sugar substitute. We also talk to fashion icon Eddie DeBar about Dita Von Teese, RuPaul, and everything fashion. And we answer a few questions about whether or not you should return items from an ex. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Very Delta. This is a podcast where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite guests over on the sofa to just tell me things. Very Delta is a podcast for a woman who puts perfume on all her pulse points. Hello, my gorgeous listeners and spectators. Welcome back to another episode of Very Delta. I'm very excited to be here today. We have an extra special guest on the podcast, but we need to cover a couple of things that are very Delta. Um, I was going to do this as an example, like maybe physically do this, but I know some people are only listening to this. They can't see it. So I'm going to do my best to describe what this situation is. It's summertime, and one of my favorite things to have in the summertime is iced tea. I love Diet Coke. I love juice. I love water. But there's something special about iced tea. And of course, if you're at home, sun tea. But iced tea, unsweetened, is something we can get at any fast food restaurant. I feel like I really need corporate uh, fast food restaurants to be listening to this. So if you can tag them, if you can tag Burger King or Jack in the Box or anyone like that, or just send this, if not to their corporate, to a manager you know, we need to all get on the same page as a consumer and as a fast food provider that unsweetened iced tea, fresh brewed unsweetened iced tea, comes out of a brewer hot. So when it comes out of a brewer and you put in the normal amount of ice that you would put into a cup for an already cooled beverage, the ice is going to melt and it's no longer going to be iced tea. So what we need to do is talk to corporate at Del Taco or Delta Co, as I like to call it, or any of these places and explain to them that, explain to the employees that there is a brewer. And when they put just a little bit, when they push that button, like at McDonald's, and the four ice cubes come out, and then they take it over to the hot brewer, and they turn on, turn it on, and the little spigot starts pouring out the tea, it melts the ice. And then when you hand it to the guest in the drive-thru, they can hear that click, 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 that one little shard of ice moving around. That's not going to be a cold beverage for the drive home, now is it? So what we need to do is whether someone asks for extra ice or not, if they are asking for an unsweetened, fresh brewed iced tea, 
you will automatically give them extra ice so that it melts down to where the ice is supposed to be, which is about three quarters of the way up in the cup. Now, if they say, I don't want any ice whatsoever, then of course you give them no ice. But you need to make the assumption for them that they are going to want fresh brewed iced tea to be cold. I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's that that difficult. And I can't blame the employee for this. The reason I can't blame the employee is because it's the job of the manager to make sure that people are following policy. And maybe this isn't a policy. It needs to be set forth as a policy. And I'm calling upon Del Taco specifically or Delta Co um, to make this so. I don't mind coming in and showing, doing demonstrations. I feel like um, none of these fast food companies have reached out to me during pride season. So uh, I, I think even, you know, they all probably want to put their money where their mouth is. So I think we can extend pride to the other 11 months and you can invite me in to do a demonstration of this. I think it's very, very important. I also think it's important too, this is just kind of a little side note, but some people do not drink Diet Cola, Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. So when you go through a drive-thru like McDonald's and you order uh, number five, whichever one it is, that's the two cheeseburgers that you want plain, large-sized with a Diet Coke, um, when you say you want it large-sized, have your employees not interrupt immediately and go, is that with a Coke? Because there are so many other beverages, I'm pretty sure not everybody orders a Coke. Now, a lot of those people don't drink Diet Coke. So all they hear is Coke, and they're just going to, by default, give you Coke. Because in their minds, the majority of the customers have ordered Coke. Um, they really need to look at that receipt and see that Diet Coke. That's really, really important because some people um, drink it because they want to consume less sugar, or maybe they just like the taste, or maybe they like saying Diet Coke. Whatever the reason is, if it's on the receipt, I think it's important to acknowledge that and make sure that the person doesn't drive away and then have to flip a bitch in a like residential neighborhood and then get back in line because they don't want to get out of their car because they're really lazy like me and then drive through and say, can I make this a Diet Coke? And then you have to say, oh, did you want a Diet Coke? And then you have to say, yeah, because it's a Diet Coke on the receipt and then be labeled a Karen. But sometimes you just want a Diet Coke. Also, too, actually going back to the iced tea, it's really important for your employees to understand the difference between sweet and low, which is generally in a pink packet, Splenda, which is in a yellow packet, uh, and Equal, which is in a blue packet. Um, although the Equal company does have their own type of saccharin and their own type of um, uh, yellow sweetener, so they have them in all three. So that, But that does become confusing, I suppose. Can you just make sure and have the pink sweetener? That's the one we really want. That's the sweet and low. That's the saccharin, the one that we're trying to get rid of. Just keep that as long as you can. I mean, you can do it. Like Starbucks already got rid of it, as you know. They, they jumped ship a long time ago and decided that we couldn't have um, sugar-free cinnamon dolce because it had saccharin in it. So now there's only one option for people who don't like to have sugar drinks. But, you know, they don't have to offer anything, I suppose. But I feel like the fast food places do. Get your iced tea together. What is so hard about it? What is so hard about keeping fresh brewed iced tea cold? Starbucks iced tea also is very delicious. Um, but the problem is that they will offer you Splenda, I believe. But the thing of the, with Splenda is if you put Splenda in cold drinks, it makes your drink taste like 
paper in a way, like wooden. There's something about it. Splenda is delicious in hot drinks, but in cold drinks, it totally tastes like pencil shavings. I don't know why that is. Hmm, Starbucks. Starbucks has a long way to go also with providing sugar-free options. They really, really ruined life when they got rid of the sugar-free cinnamon dolce syrup. Mm. I've offered solutions. I think they could do a sugar-free abuelita syrup would be wonderful. A sugar-free cream de menthe would be wonderful. A sugar-free chocolate syrup. And they could also do a sugar-free snickerdoodle for the summer. These are four options that really, really, uh, I think would be wonderful. You could set yourself apart. Of course, you're not getting anything good like that at Dunkin' Donuts because, I mean, you're eating donuts. So the best sugar-free options at this point actually... I'm going to have to say is going to Jack in the Box and ordering a what they've recently put on their menu, which is a black iced tea for $2.79. And then you can order um, some creamers on the side if you'd like, or you can order some uh, sweet and low. They have a few different options there. Um, or if you're a lady like me, you will keep some of your sweet and low inside your glove box. Very Delta is also a podcast for the lady who keeps saccharin sweetener in her glove box. Are you a lady like me? So let's take a break. And when we come back, I have a very, very extra special guest. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are back. Speaking of style, I'm so excited to welcome our next guest. This is a very dear friend of mine and someone who I know has incredible style, uh, has literally made their career off of style and making everyone else stylish. Please make welcome my very good friend, the one and only Mr. Eddie Uh, DeBar. Hi. Hello. This is Eddie. Hello, it's me. It's Eddie. Like, it's me. Full form. It's me. Um, we, uh, We were just at... Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach, <laughs> which already just we starts were. to laugh which for us. Which just ruined everything. <laughs> so much Speaking style. of style, so we were at Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> and Hamburger Larry's. Speaking of style, um, we were eating wings. Yeah. 
Um, no, we obviously we do drag shows together, blah, 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 blah. But um, we were, I was doing a show over at Mary's and we had not seen each other for a while. And you um, stopped in at the executive suite last week, but you came I by did. Mary's. Because um, it was a bit of a reunion. Uh, Detox is in town. Mayhem was in town. Everybody. Jules is in town. Um, and extra surprise, you brought Johnny, who I didn't know was going to be there. Um, we know each other through so many different nightclubs. Yeah. Yeah. And time. And time. Like, we're time. talking now, uh, we're going into our third decade of friendship, if you believe it or not. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's now going to be, you know, we're, 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 we're both we're barreling 28. into- <laughs> Yeah. We're barreling into 2023. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, you can say can whatever. Can I curse? Sorry. You can. You can do whatever you want. Oh, well, all right then. You can put a curse on the whole That's show. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. It is a lot of time. Yeah. Good we, times, though. Yeah. So, Eddie, uh, I'm not going to stand up because I don't um, want you to know what happens from here down because we're cheating for camera. But Eddie knows what's going on. <laughs> Eddie has seen me in every phase of what goes on. I have. Um, Eddie, uh, it, not just a stylist and not just uh, a, an entertainer, but also literally a designer, literally uh, the, um, f- the four person, the front person of their own uh, design firm design house, um, was the very first person to take measurements of me and say, you're oh, going to get yes, a proper corset. That's right. And this is, we're talking late that 90s. a long time ago. We're talking- at Versatile. Late, at Versatile Fashions in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Yeah, your time's there. I mean, everyone of consequence was part of Versatile a- Fashions. Everyone was. Well, back then, everyone was. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, so everything's flooding. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, blanking out there. No, because it all so many memories. It all connects. It all connects all of us, really. Yeah, I mean, like a good portion of drag race history. Yeah, fashion shows (laughs) or just the people, fashion shows and uh, subculture and kinds of things. I mean, when I think of uh, when I think of versatile fashions, obviously I think of you because you were the person that uh, working there um, really connected a lot of a lot of people. uh, Certainly through Sutan, through Raja, through. You know, that would go over to, like, uh, Mistress Antoinette. Sure. Of course. Um, and then I remember that's, like, in that area, we also used to order Pleaser shoes and Ellie yeah. shoes. Everything was off Batavia over yeah. there. <laughs> Batavia. Uh-huh. You would just yeah. say, it's off Batavia, and you would know. It's so It was a cool job. Like, all we did was hire our friends. Right. So, you know, and it was all clothing, and it was all kind of that fetish subculture, so we were having a really good time with it. It was a blast. And it made sense that and all of springboard. that— yeah. There's so many things. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. It made sense that it would flow over and you would make immediate friends with people like Viva Sex, Jasmine, oh, yeah. uh, all the dolls that worked at Peanuts and all of the nights that would happen at Peanuts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So many. Yeah. yeah. And what about like fashion? There's a smaller then, though. Smaller times. No real smartphone action. Like you had to actually show up right. to enjoy it. So it was kind of nice because everybody was there. Right. It wasn't just a text like, oh, what'd you do last night? It was like, no, you were there because if you didn't go, you wouldn't know. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting times. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I always think about like fat, like fashion shows. You would have like so many. Yeah. With with all groups of people from all over the place. Peanuts was an interesting place that that started all that. Right. Because it would be, you know, Debbie Harry would be cruising and Tony Basil was there all, 
you know, uh, early in the night dancing and then the working girls would come in and then our, all of our drag friends would come in and then all the club kids would come in. And it was just like that whole time was a melting pot of it really everything was. of style and culture and, you know, very different from the way it is now. Because everybody, it was so strange because everyone got along because uh-huh. there was only really like that spot to go to. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't so segregated. It wasn't anything like that. Everybody just kind of showed up at the same place. Right. Yeah, it was a great time. You know, it's funny because I remember like say 20 years ago even, just just 20 years ago. Um <laughs> we would joke about when we would hear older queens say like, "Oh, so and so was over at the club and this and that and the other." And we were like, "We're never going to be like that." It's so gross. But when I sit back and I tell people like or or you just say like, "Oh, Debbie Harry was over here. Or we were over there." We I think back and I'm like, Maybe they weren't lying. Like, yeah. Because if I'm saying it about the people that I really did witness, they really did witness it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. We're just a different, whatever that group of people that were relevant or at that time. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's not so much as like uh, dropping a name. It's just, it just from every section of like uh, uh, people that were out, then Mm -hmm. everybody kind of showed up. You could pick somebody from everyone and they would show up in this place. Right. It's interesting. Cool. If you were to go today to the Yukon Mining Company <laughs> after Peanuts, if you had done a number of Peanuts oh, and collected your girls. $50 from Phil and then went over Aww. to Yukon, what would you order at 3 o'clock in the morning? I would order, oh my God, what did what did you order? I like to have I'm a sorry, grilled, I'm throwing it back at you. I like to have a grilled cheese sandwich. A uh, grilled cheese. It's easy. With pickles. Uh-huh. Yeah, and a ranch dressing. And it's easy. Salad, yeah, easy. Yeah. Because it would come fast. It would come fast. Yes. Yeah. Would you order that too? I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> you said, I would. I would. The food was so good. It but was the sh- good. it was really about the show because that's when all the working girls would sure. show up to say sure. hello. Do you remember? Which was super cool. Do you remember sitting when Viva had that little corner she would always sit in? Yeah, booth. Do you remember she would twist the light bulb? I do. And I still do that to this day. If I go to a, like I'm in a chain restaurant and I can reach it, I'm all. Yeah, if I could turn these down, I would. Yeah, you twist the light bulb just yeah. to make this is a little better lighting. Create for you. your own ambiance. That overhead lighting is rude it's on awful. every level. It's just, rude on it's every all level. This. You, um, you just came back. You're back in town. I am. Um, you were on oh, wow. tour, of course, with Dita Vontis. Yeah. Tell, tell us about a little bit about what you like, what you do when you're out of town. Um, well, she's a long, long time friend. Back at um, from Versatile, original. Actually, yeah, original friend. So when she started touring. Um, she's like, oh, at first I think it was just kind of a fun idea. So she would have someone to hang out with. Right. But then it kind of turned into like, so I'm the wardrobe supervisor for the tour. So we get all the costumes in, whatever's happening from whatever designer. And then we kind of rig them out mm-hmm. for burlesque, which a lot of fashion doesn't really translate into that because it's all snaps. And and then uh, we go out on tour. And I just take care of everything. It's mending and fixing and creating and right. keeping her on and even kill. That's yeah. what I do. Cheerleader. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But that's what you're it's built for. It's becoming more and more work as I get older and older. So. Yeah, but this is what you're <laughs> built for knees. because, you know, uh, you, working at Versatile and then, of course, as your own entertainer, working as your own entertainer, that's a lot of work in itself because you are very particular. I mean, I've, I've spoke about this before on the podcast. Eddie DeBar is the person who taught me uh, the importance of 
having stuff in line to repair something, even if it's just repaired for five minutes, and then you can go back and fix it properly. That's where I learned the importance of black safety pins, white (laughs) safety pins, silver safety pins, gold safety pins. These things are important. And, and, And learning how to sort of safety pin something in an obvious place without making it look obvious. Yeah. Because there's nothing... Gr- I would rather see someone's bra than see where the safety pin is pulling like to pulling hide the bra. It's all that weird metal. It's all... <laughs> You're like, it's... Yeah. I see it. I see it. So it's, why did just you try... Just put it on the outside. Yeah. It's fine. Completely. Just... Just fine. leave it so that we know that you didn't even try. Like, yeah, like it, it just fixed it. Yeah. Or like you meant it to be there. <laughs> I hate when people are trying to hide... When things go wrong, sometimes it's actually can be kind of a blessing too, because you're right. like, it went wrong for a reason. So just kind of yeah, go with it. Yeah. Um, I guess I am kind of built for it. Yeah. I guess that's what I kind of, well, yeah, I'm good at it. I guess the crunch, you're the pressure, the, you yeah, also just be work prepared. when you're not on tour, you work here. You work here in town. I work for Universal, yes. And tell yeah, us about that because that everyone knows about. Um, I've worked for, I started there uh, doing Halloween. Uh, so I do all the soft goods, which is like drapery and uh, whatever like needs to be sewn or, and, uh, created mm-hmm. so the team I work on is kind of a prop team. So, um, basically all year round, we maintain the park like through Harry Potter. And I mean, it sounds kind of geeky, but it's actually kind of a cool job, uh, through Halloween, through Christmas, Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so maintaining and creating and mm-hmm. I guess I'm still kind of doing the same thing, but on a, I'm just dressing something else. Right. I've talked before on the podcast with Raja about these Minnie Mouse shoes that are not really Minnie Mouse shoes. There's something else that you gifted me. Oh, yeah. Many years ago. Oh. Uh, I know. Well, we just, in his, tra- in his travels. In my travels. In Eddie's travels, he found something that he gifted me that um, are, are Minnie Mouse shoes, which are obviously not oh, related to where you work. Um, <laughs> and there's something that, and so Raja has always been in my ass about, uh, just give me the shoes. You're not going to use the shoes. No. I'm, she's like, I'm about shoes. And I'm like, baby. I will never get rid of these shoes. No, like, you don't the, ever get rid of from, shoes. They, especially because they're they're so sentimental to me. Because uh, they, they, you know they were gifted to me. There's something they're important to me. And shoes are it. Shoes are it. Because you can have the most the we're the most simple thing. And if you have a pair of fucking great shoes on, yeah, you win. Now always, <laughs> you do win. <laughs> always you do win. I mean, there's been so many times when I've been in so much pain where I just I want there are tears welling up in my eyes, but I'm not taking off my shoes. You don't. Hell no. You don't. And they have to be high. Even though I may not look the best walking in them, they're on my feet. Yeah. They're mine. Eddie will never come to the other side. Um, unfortunately, I, I am on the other side. I'm a woman of a certain <laughs> age who is... I can't. He can't do it. I can't, he can't do, do it. it. I tried. I tried. All it's right. either it has to be the most wicked shoe or... That could be your line of shoes. Stay the home. wicked shoe. The wicked shoe. You should have your own my line. My autobiography. Yeah. That could just be the name of your book. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> or we could just go to the Wicked Spoon Buffet. <laughs> oh, the- <laughs> so we'll just stupid. leave it at that. Right. Um, I have some more questions for Eddie, but All let's right. take a quick break. Yeah? Let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. 
And we are back. We are back with my extra special guest, my sweet, sweet doll, my friend forever, one of my drag inspirations, the one and only Mr. Eddie DeBar. I know that sounds like a fucked up thing because I do hear other people say like, They'll t- they'll introduce someone and they'll go, oh my gosh, this is my drag inspiration. And then they look, the person saying it looks super busted. Yeah. Oh. And then the person who they're introducing so. is like super good. <laughs> like, I didn't do that. And exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know people, what this is. I have people that'll say that. They'll be like, Delta did this wig for me. And I'm like, okay, well, that was six months yeah, ago. I did it and it's been in your suitcase. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And it burned in the back of the car. Yeah, you didn't even give me right. for that. Yeah, so many projects. I'm like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, I didn't do How that. How do you want to be credited? No, I'm good. I don't want to be credited. Mm, I didn't like the way it came out. Don't, don't so type on much Instagram work. the picture of the little dress and my name. I don't said, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I think like that's kind of my career has been all, to my detriment, has been a bit under the radar because so many times I won't. Right. Like I was happy to do it, but I don't necessarily want the credit for right. it. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I work a lot, but there's only, you know, you only, I only like to push out the things that I think are really like cool to me. Right. I don't know. That seems a bit. No, Dumb, no, no. I mean, well, that's the quality. But I'm, I'm a lot, I've been able to have a career that way and keep working and sustain. So I was like, okay, this is working for me. Right. Where people are just pushing out crap all the time, and I'm like, why would you right. do that? Right. Like that totally downgrades everything that you're working so hard for. Right. I don't know. No, that makes sense. I mean, you have your own your own uh, specifics and your own way of doing things. Yeah, Johnny and I were talking about that. We have this. We kind of have this strange reputation and. We haven't pushed that much out there that we're always like so so busy and we're not so busy all the time. Right. But it's it's kind of worked out. It's kind of cool to have that under the radar, not yearning for like or needing uh, so much accolade or attention. But the people that we think are really cool like have seen what we do and that is important to us. I mean, right. maybe more important than any kind of, uh, I don't know, notoriety. I don't know what the word is, but – yeah. I, I know that I can stand behind, you know, 90% of the stuff I've done. And I think personally, it's really cool. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. I don't, if you start doing things just to pay the bills, then it kind of, it ruins it. You twist it and turn it into a career and then you don't like what you do anymore. And that's not, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Because well, you mentioned Johnny, and yeah. I, I, I was saying that you brought Johnny. Uh, you, you and Johnny came out the other night. Um, tell us about Debacolus. Debacolus. Um, Johnny, Johnny has been a designer for a long time, as have I, and we kind of came together and we started working together. Oh God, pandemic! So you have to add what two and a half years, everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, seven years ago, we started um, a line called Debacolus. Um, We've done we've done a lot of things, um, mostly just working out where the kinks are. We've done some custom stuff, um, but we see eye to eye on fashion and who we like and who we don't like. And I don't know, it's just kind of evolving from there. Something big is coming, so that's finally, mm-hmm. you know, we've fostered it and babied it and given up twice and started up twice. And but I think this time it's going to stick. Some good's happening. I like so that. we're working on it right now. I mean, not to be secretive, there's just not quite much to say right. about it. But hopefully, we'll get it on some people that we love and uh, get it photographed. We have an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I I, I like watching. Uh, I sound like an old We have an Instagram. Right. Catch me on the Instagram. Like, Catch that? me on the interwebs. Yeah, on the interwebs. Uh, I used to love, love watching, obviously, Project Runway. And, yeah. And Johnny, Johnny. had his That's Johnny had his time on Project Runway. Yep. Um, I uh, That was hard. Sure. Him, I think. Sure. That show, well... I think as people are learning reality 
television is a really reality. It's very scripted, everything. Right. So, like, when your time's up, they know when your time's up for the most part, you know. So I think you kind of got a bad deal on there. And they're always trying to slot you in somewhere. And if you don't fit anywhere, right. you know, if you can't be the villain or it, I mean, it really is a thing. Um, so I think maybe he got a little short change there, but he's sure. so talented. It's ridiculous, but maybe too smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think when, when you go on those kind of shows and you're just too, you don't play the game cause you don't dumb yourself down. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, then you, you become like not useful for that situation anymore. So I think he kind of, well, I think because we've seen a couple, uh, uh, yourself included, because you, you did work on Drag Race uh, for for a moment. Drag um, you. And a uh, drag you. Four years with that. Um, yeah. There's a point where you watch the contestants that are, people go, oh, the, as a viewer, you watch and say, oh, they were, they're just over the show. And it's like, no, you can tell that they're over the production. Yeah, it's, they've, it's different. They've cracked a code in a way. Yeah. And they realize, oh, I'm not. I'm not being absorbed. What I'm delivering is not being absorbed because right. there's not a need for it. Right. When you worked on you worked on actual RuPaul's Drag Race or a portion of it on season three. Um, oh, I did clothes. I made some stuff for Ru. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And it's that, hard. Is that that's difficult? We both. We both <laughs> it wasn't worked. hard. Ru wasn't hard. Um, it was dealing with the production company. Dealing with I think who was the one that um, the big company. Uh, oh, uh, 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 logo, logo, logo. So it was like a million voices coming at you. It's, it was really hard because there's, I didn't know who to listen to so many times. I finally got that line of communication mm -hmm. in there, but it took a minute. It was hard. Yeah. It does take, it does take a long time. Cause everybody has an opinion, which I can see why contestants get so frustrated because they're just bombarded with everybody telling them to do something other than what they naturally uh, want to do. Right. Or naturally who they are. I always kind of laugh like. I see my friends on there and I'm like, I know that person. I know that person. Like, that's not that person. That right. This person is hilarious. And this person is so funny and kind. And I watched the stories being kind of twisted. I don't know if this is the direction you wanted to go yeah, with this well, question. This is, but this is the reality but of it. It just, it makes me really sad because I, I always say they should just get 10 drag queens and put them in a house. Right. That'd be the best show ever. Because generally behind the scenes is a hundred times better than what you see on the front. I could see that coming. Yeah. But I just, yeah. they twist and turn it into something. I don't know. I don't think you have to work that hard with drag queens or any uh, creative person. It comes. The drama would be better, actually, and probably like richer. Right. If you just let it, let it go. But they like to really uh, pinch it into something. Yeah. I, I don't know. And maybe that comes from producers who aren't of the scene or don't know the people or like, um, they have their own mind, what they, that producer wants to do with that person. And that doesn't, it's really sad to me because there's so many really talented people that get just such a raw deal. Right. And you're just like, or they just played it too smart. They're just too smart for it. Like they saw you coming a mile away. They knew exactly what they wanted you to do. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, because, you know, I, I've heard people put it this way and I think it's true. There are some people that are really great at drag. And yeah. there's some people that are really great at Drag Race. At, yeah, at television, sure. You know what I mean? Sure and, you, and the two are not the same. No, they're not the same. At all. At all. Um, and especially, like you said, working with, when you have more than one voice in your ear, you know, you worked with Rue and then you found that that common ground or whatever. And 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 not everybody gets to find that common ground just because personalities might not uh, match That's where I lucked out. Yeah. As I actually got to him. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it was everybody here right. telling me what to do. Right. 
So it's nice when I, I, I got really lucky. I was happy to do it. It was a really cool project. But, and know. of course you were at that time, uh, you know, everybody was friends with Matthew Anderson. Yeah. And, 100%. And, yeah. And, we, and when we were on drag, you working with Matthew was like masterclass across Absolutely. the board. Like Absolutely. there's, I never have learned so much in my whole life. Things that I just didn't even think I, I didn't need to know. Right. And he'd be like, Oh, Eddie, you know, <laughs> and kind of tell me something. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. I yeah, mean, bless his heart. He's he was is a phenomenal talent. And just like sort of that, uh, like it's ridiculous that that I uh, love him royalty of 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 knowing uh, how to to work smarter, not harder. Like, oh my god! And I'm and I'm never nervous around people. Mm -hmm. Like I've had the opportunity to be in many situations, but with Matthew, yeah. when I first started, oh my god, dry mouth. I'm getting dry mouth right now thinking about it. I was always so nervous to work with him because he's just a nod from him. Then right. was everything to me. Right. Like I didn't give a shit about the show. I didn't give a shit about like who was coming through or who was I didn't care about any of it. But if Matthew turned around and Matthew said to me, Eddie, you know what? That's really fantastic. Right. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, uh, the biggest compliment. I didn't right. even have words for it. It was, right. and, it, and it bolstered me to do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a lot of confidence. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I didn't have it. I thought I did. Maybe just being cocky, but no, I mean, again, but real confidence. Like, you know what? I got this. Like, well, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I got it. But we're in, we're in a, sorry, I'm over. No, you're, you're not, you're not <laughs> over anything. You got me chatty. I had a coffee. I like it. You're not over anything. Cause the thing of it is, it's like all of us, uh, all of our friends that are close, uh, I think sort of agree that yes, every one of us has a, a specific strength, Yes, but as an entertainer, uh, we come from this mindset that you have to understand at least the very minimal basics of photography, yeah. of modeling, of sewing, of marketing. We have to know a little bit of that because uh, we are all constantly trying to put our hand in something, trying to constantly sure. make money. And um, just as you said, but 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 I but I but what I respect about what you said is it's not always about making money. Mm. That's not the ultimate goal. No, if it's just about making money, I don't think you'll ever really be happy. We're trying to like keep our noses clean. Yeah, keep your nose clean and learn things and just be big. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know another way to put it. Just be just full of so much uh, knowledge and you learn it all and you feel so good at the end of the day. I mean, money's great. Don't get me wrong. I love taking course, those jobs. Of course. But I've been on jobs where I've taken them and they've been incredible money and I'm miserable. Yeah. I could give a shit. They were over with. I mean, there's so many things that I have never talked about that were big. Right. And I'm just like, I don't, well, especially I'm going to talk about it. I hate it. I hate the way it looked. I hated the people. I wasn't happy. Like I like the money, I guess, but it wasn't a feather in my cap. I didn't feel good about it. When I, when I got, uh, you know, the opportunities to work behind the camera, not in front of the uh, camera. So different. It, right. I came to you immediately. You were the person that I came to. And I was like, Eddie, what do I do? Eddie, how do I do this? Eddie, yeah. what do I ask for? What do I say? And you were always, you know, had your, your, your ear open and you were like, you have to be happy. That's the number yeah. one thing I need from you. I need for you to know that you're happy. On top of that, I need you to lay the groundwork for whatever it is that you ultimately want. These yeah. were the things that you gave me. And then you said, money will come. You're not sure. going to suffer. Money will come. But to what, what do you have to sacrifice? And yeah, are you to willing, what, if you're willing to sacrifice it, it, then I want you to give 100%. That's what you yeah. always said to me, really. Yeah. And it, especially during a very hard time when I was like, I don't know. I never thought I would be in this position. 
And uh, well, people get crappy really fast. Yeah. And it's like, then you really get to see where you've put your confidence and your talent in the hands of people. And I'm not, don't take this wrong, I'm not being a completely negative person. It's just the way that it is. No, that's You find that you've like placed a good portion of your life into a pot that isn't there really for you. Right. Does that, does that make any sense? Yes. Um, we yeah, always, when, and then you get kind of blindsided and you get upset. And I was just like, no, the best thing to do is just adjust and move on and I go every job I try to go into, there's a means to to an end. I try to think it all the way through to the end. Like, what is this going to get me? Right. Do I even care about right. it? Which I've turned down a ton of stuff. I don't do, I don't like the press grab. I don't like the, you know, I'm more proud of the things that I've done for my friends right. for free. Right. <laughs> the things that I've given away, I'm more proud of than anything that I've, that I've done. Right. Like, I'm just like, oh, that was so cool. I, and it was on the coolest person that I love with all my heart. I put everything I had into it, you know, yeah. so often. I would much rather, not much rather, I guess, but I'm always happy to do that. That's yeah. who you are? Yeah. That's well, that's how I try to be. That's, yeah. you know, that's like that. how I try to live my life. I like that. Let's take a quick break. Chatty. We're back. We're back with Eddie DeVar. You know, we have this segment uh, in the podcast um, that is obviously technically called the Annals of the Inbox. Ah, uh, yes, I've heard of And then, it, you know, then sometimes it's called the Annals of the Inbox. Well, it depends on which you know, way it goes. Depends on who's here and what yep. it is. Um, we have a couple of letters that people have written to us. They had to me? They knew we were going to uh, be here together. That's nice. I'm going to open up the first one. Uh, you see, I still, Oh, they're sealed. You don't put it to your head and Well, you see, it. I still don't have Guess my letter opener with me. Oh. All, all these weeks later. Such a fancy envelope they yeah. sent I can me. only have one, and it's at home. <laughs> so I can't share. These people write from all over the place, so they all have different types of stationery. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is a very long one. Oh, goodness. Okay. <clears throat> Get comfortable. Let's do this. <clears throat> <clears throat> Do you remember the Jessica Savage movie where she's like, <laughs> Hi, Delta and Eddie. I need your HR expertise on a situation oh. I recently experienced at work. I was recently pulled into a rando meeting late in the afternoon. I walked into the conference room to find three managers and two other colleagues of mine. My coworkers and I did not have a clue why we were there. But as the meeting started, our direct manager laid the shits into us about underperformance. I felt the conversation was more geared towards them and not me. Of course you did. Um, <coughs> everything they brought up had nothing to do with me. Oh. Oh, shit. All right. Well, All maybe right. it didn't. I maybe don't know. Maybe it didn't. At this point, I still didn't understand why the three of us were together and being berated in front of each other. After a few minutes of being verbally torn down by management, I found that the reason we were being yelled at is because we all applied for another position on a different team within the department. None of us planned or discussed this with each other. To management, the perception was that we were trying to jump ship. We oh. were all being yelled at because our manager is in his feelings about why we no longer want to work on his team. I'm a person who works well within the team. I've been awarded certificates and awards for doing my damn job. I go above and beyond my means to produce, progress, and function to the best of my abilities. I'm a worker who is known to step in and step up. I volunteer for shit, and I get shit done. I love what I do. I'm well-liked at my workplace. For fuck's sake, I'm a queer person of color, a bitch from Compton who's making money moves in an all-white environment in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. My question for you is 
is, would you address this to HR and how would you address it? My colleagues and I were threatened to not speak of this conversation to anyone ever. Red HR flag. I'm fully confident in my skill set and what I do for my job. I feel falsely accused of bullshit. I've never been told that I'm a shitty worker. I've been praised and given raises for my accolades. I've been told that I'm not eligible for a position in the company because people I work with are not doing their job is fucked up. Keep in mind, I love and need this job, but I feel the need to be protected, heard, and understood. I need the advice of two wise people. How would you deal with this? I love you both and cherish your opinions. Please help me. Help this fool out. That's it. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's a lot. What? What? Uh, any? Any suggestion on, on where they could start with this? You. Because uh, I depends know what's on. Up. Yeah, it depends on the company. I guess you could get HR involved, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing if they're having this meeting, they may have already spoke. I mean, you could. You could progress it. I think it might be time to leave. Um, I mean, I if it was me, yeah, I'd start looking. If, mm-hmm. And if you seem to be brimming with confidence, right. go to the next, find your next, your next thing. This is a sign that maybe you need to go. I'm not telling you to quit. I'm just telling you maybe you need to open up your horizons a little bit. You seem confident, right? Yeah. Um, but if people are coming at you like that and they're telling you not, oh, okay, that's, look, that's a little suspect to this me. This is what's going to happen, Tommy. Um what you have to do is you have to call this manager back into the same meeting that they called you in with the same people involved. Yeah. And cell phones are going to be turned on inside bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're going to have the this person's going to tell you exactly what was wrong again. Say you didn't understand and you need to fully understand. And um, you need to get this person fucking so sabotaged and so fucked over for trying to fuck you over. Yeah. Fuck the bullshit. Stop. Get your f- – I'm telling you right now. You need to get some of this documented in some way and light their ass so on fire that they're looking for a job. Fuck that. That's tired. They're obviously trying to strong arm you. In this day and age, especially if you're a person of color, I'm sorry you're in Salt Lake City, Utah. I love love Utah. It's a beautiful place. But if you're working in a place where you are completely outweighed by people who don't look like you, they're going to side with the person that looks like you. That's just, or the the person that looks like them. And that's just the way it is. They're not going to side with you. You are going to look like a fool if you do not have any evidence. They're clearly, this manager is doing this because they've done it before. They're able to do this because they have by yeah, example. Right. They've gotten, they've gotten they've done done it. before. They've done it and they're going to do it again and they don't I've, think you're going to say anything. So don't maybe not say anything to HR, just like Eddie said. Put yeah. your feelers out, try to get something yeah. out for another job, but try to get some of this recorded. Yeah, I think in a corporate environment too, if you make yourself, I call it making yourself a little radioactive. Yeah. Like you, you put out all the things that are concerning you, especially... If, if you feel like you're being discriminated against, you say it. Say it in front of HR. Say it in front of everybody. At least that gives you some cloud cover while you're looking for something right. else because you're a bit radioactive. They can't go after you right. because there's that opens up like so many cans of worms that corporations don't right. want. And that will give you the time to get out. But if it were me, it sounds like this is time to to go to your next thing. And I think, too, like as I said, you know, get some of this documented. But Yeah, for is- sure. Perhaps documenting that's maybe it's illegal to record at your job, but you know what's not illegal? It's not, you it's not illegal that. to whisper in his fucking ear. Guess what? I recorded everything you fucking <laughs> said. So if you want to fucking play with me yeah. again, I'm going to make sure that you don't fucking walk tomorrow. You understand me? So guess what? Move me to the position I asked for right. or your ass is on fire. You heard? And you might just get moved because they're afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nobody wants any of that. And like yeah, I said, you I'm not it these days anyway. And I'm not much. saying that any of that stuff is it, you know, for uh, uh, for legal purposes, it probably wouldn't stand in a court of law. But guess what? They're not going to be going to a court of law. You're no. going to be talking to them outside in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's up. Girl, that's fuck that. Fuck that. It's, it's fucked up. That people want to want to. He's the one. They're the ones that started it. Yeah. Tommy, you didn't. Well, start and they did kind of come after you that way. So, what's the worst that can happen? Talk to me. Which nice. you feel like it's already going to happen anyway. You got to tell people. Talk to me nice. Yep. Um, this is from Jono, <laughs> dear Delta and, and Eddie. Here's my question. I've had two past DLXs pass away down down low, like down low. Oh, okay. Um. I Is that would what prefer, that means? I think so. D, oh, they're on the DL. These children. Uh, I would prefer not to say how or why. However, this last passing has left me feel a certain way. I have a closet of artwork from own family members, cell phones, and family videos and photos, as well as a baby book. Uh, as a Chicano from New Mexico, I knew that these relationships were private for whatever reasons. I think Delta might understand a little more about this because machismo is a thing in the Chicano culture. I don't want to start any problems with either of their families, but I think I should share these things with them because both of these families, both of these men were important to me. For context, I dated the first sweetheart for five months before he passed and a second on and off for nine months, both in the closet, but both were great men and lived too hard. I just don't want to throw away these irreplaceable items, but mentally I can't keep looking at my closet door knowing that they're there. What should I do in regards to these items? Well, so they're saying that they possess things that belong to these men. And their families didn't know. And their families didn't know, person. so they want to get them to them. Get No problem, get them to them. Uh, figure out where you can mail them and mail them, send them anonymously. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, send them anonymously. Yeah. Even There's if no have... need to open up any mm -hmm. wounds like that. If, they especially don't if they're why. gone, they don't need to know about you. You just have to. And I feel you because this probably hurts for yeah, you too. Sure. Um, people have been in, uh, I understand being in relationships uh, with people in our pasts that, um, you know, we live differently as queer people. Yeah. We are we are many people to, we are lovers to many different types of people. Sure. And some that we share with everyone and some that people would be surprised to know that this was happening to you all along. And you're mm -hmm. like, they would go, you were, there's no way you were with that person. Well, there, there is. Yeah. And well, I, I was, I'm, so. I'm a person with a lot, a lot, you know what I mean? Where people. But I don't with, think that, I don't think that's your, your. Right. Thing to open up right. that. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And I know you're hurt, but. You, I think you really do want to get this stuff to those people. Yeah, that, that's fun. That's brilliant if you do that because a lot of people would just. That's beautiful throw it and away. ethical. It's yeah, it's cool if you ethical. can do it. That's that's amazing. You'll feel good about it, and yeah. you know what? You're just gonna have to be sad. Unfortunately, but unfortunately, that's way it goes. Unfortunately, even even if you right? did share, want to share with them, like, oh, that person was wonderful. What's gonna happen is you're gonna look like you're trying to be the star of the show. And you're looking, it'll, it'll look, it'll become insensitive because they don't have the context that you do. Yeah. And they may they not want to hear it. They won't, they'll be afraid of it. Yeah. They won't understand it they because he's not you. here to speak for himself. Um, yeah. Well, especially I, if they didn't know Yeah, the person was gay. That's, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. That's tough. <laughs> that's painful. Wait, but... what kind of stuff do they have? Let me see. <laughs> Hold on. Can we use anything for the studio? I have a closet of artwork, <laughs> oh. their own family items, cell phones, family videos, photos. Uh, I kind of want to know why they have all these things. Well, maybe they were... Maybe living together? Maybe they had a storage unit. They were like, can you hold oh, some stuff for me? Kind of thing. But also, too, they had a baby book. That's a little... Yeah. 
I don't mm. know. If you can get it back to them, get it back to them. Otherwise, you're just going to have to kind of. I would say hold on to the cell phones just because you don't want them to open it up and go, what oh, was, he, what was going point. on? Yeah, get rid of the electronics. Don't let, because they're going to, they can just a paper trail on that and they can find out about your relationship and how you were trying to like give, you know, talk about what you guys were and you were hooking up over yeah. at Motel 6 yeah. and <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like Automatically you know, it's CD. Yeah. Automatically. <laughs> automatically. Um, that you only use a certain type of poppers. Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, <laughs> but you know what? They may be just fine with what they thought. Let them have however that ended. Just let them. They deserve to have that. Yeah, they don't deserve to have this chapter, which they'll never get any kind of resolve because the person's gone. Yeah, they won't. And you don't factor in because they don't even know who you are. Yeah. So yeah, best. Have you ever have you ever Stuff had like silence. have you ever had an ex of stuff and then like just throw it away or send Fuck it away yeah. and you just threw it away? Yeah. I destroyed it first. See how we both started off like, like in the first letter I started off really nice. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. We're going outside. This is me. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what real. I would do. I don't, it's hard to give that advice to other people. Oh my god, I've chopped up clothes. I've like Oh. Left them on. Oh yeah, totally. But I mean, I knew what book? my parameters were. What did you do with the baby I book? Burnt. Though? <laughs> Put it in the oven. Uh. See, I knew it was going to get to this point. This is. But this that's is, me. Right. That's me. That's not you. So if you want to, you know, and it, and it was on bad terms. I think what we're speaking right. of now. If right. yours wasn't on bad terms, then be kind. I would like to know why these people passed away because they said they didn't they didn't really want to talk about it right now. Right. And so sure. I think there's more involved. But just but, remember the family didn't hurt you. Right. So even though you're not trying to be hurtful, right. it, it would be might, hurtful. It will come off because they don't have context. Because they don't know. Um, thank you for answering these yeah. letters. Um, if it, if you want to send me a letter to read on the show, please email me at readmedelta at gmail.com. Thank you for being a guest on the show today. That was really cool. It's fun. I was so nervous. No. Yes, I was. No. I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know. I'm like, you oh know, God, I'm getting canceled today. No, you would never. You would never. Oh, I have to. You know why? That'll you, be the next time. <laughs> that'll be the next time. You will have to like, come back. I don't give a shit about you. No, but you don't, you've never worked from a place of trying to hurt people. That's no. why people wouldn't do that. You've never been that person. I, I know that. And, and I'm just, before we like end this, like, honestly, Eddie really has one of the most critical eyes. My closest friends are very, very critical, yeah, but very honest, are. but very raw, but work entirely from the heart. I promise you that. Raja is that way. We talk about Philip. We talk about you. We talk about Jules. These people really, you are that way. However, I've seen you crushed to nothing if you thought you hurt someone's feelings. Oh, yeah. I know you to be that person. So these opinions, when you answer these letters, you really, I know you're, you're speaking from the heart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah, this is this fun. Is it fun. goes quick. I know, that was fast. It goes quick. I know, I know. I was um, waiting for the hard questions. Oh, well, next easy. time you're here. Yeah. Hello. Bring them on. Um, thank you all so much for listening to Very Delta. And special hello to everyone watching the show on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. Very Delta comes out every Monday right here on the Very That Podcast feed and on YouTube. And if you're new here, I would love for you to subscribe to make sure that you do not miss an episode. If you'd like to send me a question again uh, or a comment or any type of communication, email me at readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at Delta Work. And where can we find you? Uh, Eddie DeBar on Instagram, Debacalus on Instagram. Do you have Twitter? No, Only no, fans? no. I already, I already am pissed off enough about everything. I don't. Need you to could get actually on have an OnlyFans if you wanted to. Just no. tying, <laughs> just tying people into corsets, and it's just fans. 
Oh, I could. Oh, it my could gosh. Be fetishy. That it's could be extremely fetishy. But you know me. Just like gloved and boots, all they see is like that. Yeah, but me, I like is. get through half of it and just. They don't know who it is. Roll my eyes. They don't know if, if this is said a, uh, a woman, a man, some, both, uh, everything, all of it. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. I it. love you. See ya. We'll see you next time. <laughs> To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Delta Work and produced by Maxwell Esposito. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.